0: James 1, 26-27 If you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. What is going on, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of of Maya moments i just want to thank everyone for their continuous support that have supported thus far um every follow every review every (laughs) you know like everything is taken into account and i'm so appreciative for that and for you guys actually to enjoy this you know this is something that i've said before and i'll continue to say it's not something that i just plan to do um, I had always wanted to do a podcast, but I didn't ever think I would do it about this, about transparent conversations. Um, it was literally something that God just placed on my heart, and I just did, and and it's become this. So I thank you guys for that. I want to invite you to you know share um, our episodes with someone that may um, not know about us, but would be interested. I also want to invite you to. If you get something out of this, please leave reviews on your different um, platforms, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you can leave reviews. Do so, um, and also make sure to follow our Instagram and Facebook accounts. Um, the at name is at Maya M A I A Moments M O M E N T S. Um, so yeah, make sure you are a part of the community online as much as the community as a listener, because that is where the real forums um, will start to take place as we grow as a community. Um, We can start talking about different perspectives because, of course, I am not the only (laughs) perspective in the world and neither are the guests that I have on here. Um, And I think it's great to have dialogue. This is what this is all about, having transparent conversations. (laughs) Um not monologues (laughs) anyway today's episode um is about American politics which is a touchy touchy subject and there's no way to not get caught in the line of fire but um this is something I've been passionate about for a very long time before um there was even a social media like it is today I've always been passionate about this and I'm never going to shy away from a moment to talk about applicable, um, relevant information when it comes to having your faith in in different um, things coincide that are realities that us as young people face every day. Um, I'm not even included in the millennial type of conversation. I'm actually included usually in the Gen Z because I was born in 99, the end of uh the 90s so my perspective is different from the people that are in you know the regular average millennial who is 30 or going on 30 or in their later 20s and i think it's relevant and just that we have these type of conversations and i'm never going to shy away from it no matter how tough the conversation is let's always um be up for the challenge be up for the uncomfortability and be respectful of each other's disagreements it's okay to disagree it really is it's okay to disagree we'll get through it on the other side um as long as we are all respectful of the disagreements so that's how i'm gonna just start this out um and i think why it took me so long just to get back into recording i've actually recorded so many episodes um like sat down and tried to record them but for whatever reason um i just didn't they weren't getting right if you know what I mean like they just didn't feel right like some other episodes and I kept praying about it and I think this time of preparation has really just made me feel even more confident that what God has placed in me um he's going to use me as a vessel to be able to start some conversations here and um prayerfully you'll be along the way with us to speak about these things but that is how we're going to open this up today um the episode's name is In God We Trust, um, and the scripture for this episode, as you already heard, is James 1, 26 and 27. And um, also the episode's like artwork, as you could see if you looked at the artwork, and those things are um, a nod to Donald Glover's This is America. And so let's just dig right on in. So there's two questions that I wanted to address for this, is, this particular episode, which is the first question, is there a specific place for Christians in the two-party American system? Like, should you be this or should you be that? Um, and the second question being, should we encourage the government to make laws and policies that are strictly Christian? And so um, these are just from my mind, from my heart, and I think it's a conversation worth having. Um, and I wanted to start it so um these are both very complex nuanced um questions but it gets the conversation going so for the first one is there a specific place for a Christian in the two-party system like should I be a Republican should I be a Democrat um no there isn't a specific specific place for us um that's really up to your convictions and um how you see and feel the bible out in your daily life right um there are methods however that I cannot agree with and what I feel aren't just aren't tolerable for me to be completely honest I just can't tolerate some things and that has usually put me more um progressive in my thinking um than conservative a lot of times um but ultimately there is no place for us so i oftentimes like when i'm i'm over 18 so i've been a part of voting and i am you know registered as an independent i don't really endorse either party i endorse the ideals that i feel come from the best person um because ultimately what it comes to is that i'm too conservative in application of my faith and how I think for liberals and I'm too liberal in the way that I see economics and community initiatives and people for being people for conservatives that's what I've usually come to the conclusion of and oftentimes I feel that liberals are not fully accepting or affirming of my faith values you know it's tolerable to a certain extent but of course not to fully embody what I would want to be as a person of faith and then conservatives they usually just are um not compassionate enough for people and their situations and their circumstances as I personally tend to be and so um a great example of this is just you know, a lot of the talking points for conservatism is pro-life, pro-choice, and pro-life not just being the, um, discouragement of abortion or advocating for, um, early pregnancies and, and advocating against terminations, but ultimately it's to overturn Roe versus Wade and to make it absolutely illegal and punishable, punishable to have an abortion, um, with prison time and in some states you know it's usually a state by state thing um so one state might say you know you'll have to serve three uh three months in jail another state might say you get three years in prison and another one will say you are eligible and we're going to give you the greatest we can by giving the death penalty and the death penalty is for me too much um of course there's so many nuances and complex all of these have so many nuances and complex but I have always struggled with the death penalty particularly because I feel that if one person innocent of a crime but is still convicted right um and they are killed from the death penalty that's one life too many And as I grow older and I learn more and I seek more information about the death penalty, I also know all the racial and cultural, um, history behind it that even more so makes it intolerable for me to ever be able to endorse the death penalty. And so for people to, um, speak so much about life and how we have to value life of the unborn but are okay or can tolerate killing people um and I know a lot of the crimes that people do people do end up coming to the conclusion that you it's an eye for eye type of situation um but I for a lot of reasons cannot I've had to wrestle with this for a very long time and I still came to the same conclusion that I just can never endorse the death penalty and and I feel that it's hypocritical to be able to endorse the death penalty and to tolerate that but not be able to tolerate um, abortion and like I said it's a nuanced conversation personally for myself I'm not someone who is encouraging or advocating for abortion absolutely not um, I'm someone I never say never right, but i'm I could never see myself getting an abortion just because the God in me and the purpose that he has for my life. I know that if he ever allowed me to have a child or be pregnant, I know there's a purpose for that child. I know that that there's there's an eight um purpose for me through that child and there's a purpose for that child's life. So I could not be able to get one. Um, But on the legal side of it, it's something that I wrestle with. Um, I don't think that I could vote against, like if I had a say in Roe versus Wade and it getting overturned, I don't think that I could overturn it. And it's personal. Because um my grandfather's mother, she died from getting an illegally administered abortion. And that's the first thing that my mind goes to is are we gonna be stopping abortions from happening or are we gonna be stopping medically induced abortions from happening? I don't think there's any way I, I don't I, I don't think there's any way that You can stop someone who is that desperate from getting the end that they want. They are any-by-means-necessary type of individual. Um, Not everyone. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are any-by-means-necessary. And I think of their lives and the pain that they're willing to endure just to um, not have a child. And... For that reason, I can't see myself voting or being affirmative of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Um, but of course, I'm not someone that encourages um, terminations of pregnancy, especially going to the um, when there's a heartbeat and those different things. I just can't encourage that. So, what is the remedy? if you have a friend or you have a family member who is wrestling with this and they open up to you um you if you are someone that is pro life, right? That is the ideals that you say you prescribe to subscribe to. It takes sacrifice to make things happen. You can't just say it, you got to be about it. And what true the Christian thing to me in that situation is By affirming the purpose and the image of God bearing and the the God, the purpose and the image bear that they are carrying, whether the heart is beating or not um, at this moment and saying, I'm going to walk this out with you. I'm going to help you as much as I can. I am going to help. You and that child, and I'm going to do life with you from here on out. And what you need is what we need. And and that is true community. That is being the hands and feet of Jesus. That is making a true sacrifice. That is being, ultimately, in my eyes, pro-life. It's not just having the child. It's after you have the child being that person who is being active and helping and, and, and being the community that that person needs. If it's a issue of I don't feel that I can do it on my own, I don't feel I have the resources, and I don't want to put my child in foster care. You know, there's there's so many different reasons why people make or ponder upon having abortion, and a lot of them, um, you know, a foster care is a lot of the talking points that I hear for advocating for abortion. It's something that I, um, basically, it said that you know because the foster care system is such a Um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's such a system that is not working. (laughs) And because children are coming out of the foster system with such um, trauma, I would rather not have the child than bring them into this world, not be able to take care of them and put them in a poor situation and of course that is something that is rightfully you should be able to ponder and think about but to um not give a fair chance to that child you know we never know what the future may hold so to kind of you know already know or feel certain about what their life will end up being um it's not fair to them or to you right but if we had people that are pro-life adopting not overseas children and I know why people do overseas you know because a lot of the uh legal things when it comes to adopting a child here in the foster system you can adopt them and they can still go back to their mother or father if the mother or father chooses to so I understand the nuances this is a nuanced conversation to have but ultimately if we were being about it not talking about it it means partnering up with people that you already have in your life Being the community that they need. It's adopting and and, and going into those communities and getting the children that need us here in America. We have enough babies here in America that need homes that um, we could continue to do that. And I've heard the statistics multiple times, and they said if every Christian in America, every Christian family adopted just one child, that we would dramatically dramatically turn the foster and the adoption system on its head and so it's literally being that in this world to eradicate abortion we discourage it because we make it almost unthinkable not with the law but because we're actually being about it we're actually doing that and that's just one example of you know many that you could have discussions about um is why i can't see myself in one party or the other i see it very nuanced the second question being should we encourage the government to make laws and policies that are strictly christian and i have to be completely honest with you this is something that i still wrestle with and i'm I'm really not sure because on one hand I would be delighted to see God's word um, respected, honored, adhered to, um, and administered in any land. right? But on the other hand, I know that the Bible in the wrong person's hand and power can and will be used to justify grotesque and good things um a great example of that is slavery you know we had someone or people who thought they were biblically sound they thought they were christians and i'm not even talking about if they were not christians right but they thought the teachings of justifying chattel slavery and all of those things because it was historically documented in the bible and because people had historically spoken about it in general um that it was okay to do and my true fear because of human nature right (laughs) knowing how Humanity can be so, um, we have some evil ways about us. And some just ways that are questionable. I never want to fear Mongol people into knowing Christ. I never want people to not, I never want people to not receive That transformative experience you get when you really experience and know God and you accept him into your life and you make him the head and savior of your life. It's a completely different experience. I've come to the conclusion that too many Christians don't ever get that experience too. I know a lot of bound Christians. We're going to have a whole episode on that in the future. And it's like, how can you be a bound Christian? Because you never, you know God intellectually. You know what he can do. You've experienced him, but you haven't had a transformative experience with God. You still do what you want to do. You don't make him the head of your life. You don't trust. You don't truly trust him. Because if you did. You would actually adhere to his word. And it's also. One of the main factors. That people who. um, Stray away from faith. And people who. Become. um, You know not. Not christians anymore non-christians like they were a christian and now they've made the decision that they don't this is one of the main things they say is you follow you say with your mouth that you follow christianity but your ways are far from it what you do right before you go into church is completely different from who you are inside the church and that person is completely different from the person that you are as soon as you get out of the church and so it's the transformative experience of christ i fear that if you fear people into it and you don't allow them to come to god on their own you know it says one person plants the other waters and someone else each of us have a purpose right so one waters one plants meaning that someone might plant the seed but that seed is just planted and someone else may come and help water and and flourish that seed but it's not ready to be harvested yet and so that is my fear and that's why I really don't know um it's hard because i'd love to have an answer about this but this is something that i am still currently wrestling with trying to figure out if there is a yes or no to this question because i i really don't think there is a yes or no answer i think it's so complex and nuanced that you have to take that into account because a lot of biblical um Principles are already implemented in our country, but when I see laws and policies that are strictly Christian, meaning like strictly for us, and they don't kind of like, I think it comes into, I think it really comes into play. And when you're talking about the separation of church and state and what that actually looks like and how that actually looks like. Um, because for me my faith is not an addition to me it is me right that is the sum total of who I am the foundation of who I am is in Christ in Christ alone so with that foundation of course I would want to see that reflected in law and respected and honored but there's people of other religions and other ideologies here and I never want to infringe upon other people's um god-given right right like god gave us our free will for a reason and I never want to infringe on someone else's uh free will so a nuanced conversation and I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it um so when this airs I'm definitely gonna have some type of forum on Instagram to allow you guys to express how and what you think about this particular question since there's something that like I said I'm I'm still not sure about um but yeah That is just the <laughs> that is just the tip of the iceberg for this ongoing conversation about politics here in America and how does our, how does American politics and um, well ultimately, how we as Christians through politics in America without being tone deaf and ignorant it's still keeping god first in the center of it all how do we address these things how do we go about them um and i can't wait to have other people on and and share and, and share with them how i feel have them share how they feel and gain some wisdom you know gain some real good wisdom about these things um And so that is the episode for today. And I pray that it was thought provoking. It provoked my thought. Even as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about um, other things. But I hope it was thought provoking. I hope it makes you search for answers and helps you to wrestle with um, the way that you think and go about things as well. And I will see you in the next episode. God bless.